12 minutes to go in normal time. Liverpool 3-0. Call it, take it quickly, Origi! Hello and welcome to the Redcast, the football podcast by Liverpool fans, for Liverpool fans. It is me, Matty, and as always, I am joined by Steve. How are we doing? Afternoon, Matty, yeah. Yeah, doing all right. After another weird game, on it? Proper weird. Like, proper, proper weird. I've just got the stats up then, and it just, it just brought me back to that game. I mean, I didn't want to do a podcast straight after because I just couldn't... I couldn't process what I'd just seen really like because the referee was absolutely abysmal wasn't he yeah and there's, there's a few videos going around of uh, Trent and Robert especially taking up the task at the end like and it was it was there was in fact I, I've lost count of how many of how many things didn't go our way um, don't get me wrong that's not the main reason we never won the game we had our chances uh, I think we could have been could have been three up at half time, and no one would have passed nine. Elizabeth that that would have been probably a fair like a fair showing of how the game went. Um, so we did a lot of chances, but the referees did not help at all. Yeah, it was it was absolutely like abysmal, really abysmal refereeing. There was a, um, a foul on Robbo and Trent. Where, the yeah. one where Trent saying it was echoed round the ground. Um, and then I'll pull it up on the screen now. I don't know if you've seen the picture um, of the offside that was given to us before the build-up to their goal. Well, it was given against us, wasn't yeah. it? They got the free kick, but then they went off for the drinks break. And um, they, were, they were clearly onside. And, you know, don't get me wrong, he's given that. Um, we've got to then defend it, so it's our own fault for not defending it. But yeah. it's another one of them where we shouldn't have had to deal with that because it was quite clear <laughs> it was definitely clear i mean it was if that weren't offside we probably would have scored as well i know which I know. is is crazy i mean went the stats we had 70 percent of the possession we had 23 shots 86 percent pass succession and we won 16 aerial duels but one that i was really shocked is we were dispossessed nine times you never see that no, um, that does seem quite high. Um, and, and I don't remember us being particularly wasteful in possession either, so that's... No. Like, that's, that shows that we were, but... You know, once, is it nine times or once every ten... Actually, no, once every ten minutes away, giving the ball away, probably not that bad. I mean, I think the main statistic, if you, if you want to look into it, is saves. Because yeah. their goalkeeper was out of this world. Nick Pope's on yeah, look at that, twenty three shots. It just shows like I was shocked to be honest before um the game when I seen where Burnley was in the league. Because they've never really I know a few seasons ago they finished seventh, but you never really see them finish that high up, do you? Yeah, um, you just see them as sort of lower mid table teams, don't you? Yeah, and the pure reason that they're where they are in this league is because of Nick Pope. Oh, absolutely. He's should be England's number one. Like Maybe Henderson might push him, but I think Pope is the best English keeper about. And it's bizarre that Jordan Pickford gets a game over him, innit? Because I couldn't believe how good he was. He was was world class for me. Man of the match against Burnley was Nick Pope. It had to be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if if we're just looking at stats, eight is just unbelievable. He's, do you know he's 28, though? He looks about 12. <laughs> it doesn't matter. He's older. It, you know what? That's not for a keeper. That's not that old, really. He's got a, he's got a good few years left in him. And he needs now, at 28, he should be he should be really like pushing for that England number one spot. And he's doing everything he can on the pitch. Whatever, yeah. whatever the England manager is looking at is obviously not the same as what the rest of us are looking at. Because... He should be miles ahead of Pickford. Miles. Absolutely miles. What do you think of Jones? I thought, again, he um, he didn't do himself any harm at all, did he? No. 
Really did. You see, um, he was good on the ball. He was his movement was slick. It was what you want to see in a midfielder, really. And he had three shots. Um, he had eighty nine percent pass succession, which is just crazy numbers for a nineteen year old on his first start in the Premier League. Completed two, two also two successful dribbles. He was dispossessed three times, but. He's just that, that's gonna happen. Yeah, he's well, a... really impressed by he was it's shown for the ball. He was constantly coming back and dropping in and he just looked as if he'd been doing it, as if he you know as if he wasn't a kid. The way the way Henderson will drop back in and look for the ball and he was just there all the time and yeah, he got dispossessed a couple of times but it didn't put him off. He just carried on. Yeah. He was I was, do you know what, when the team got announced, I was quite, well, I got it near enough, bang on, didn't I? Bar Harvey Elliott, not starting. Um, it was good to see Nico playing right back. Um, he looked a lot stronger, didn't he, than when he played the other day, playing yeah. playing left yeah. back. You can see he is more natural. He had 87% pass succession there. Um, he was he was decent, wasn't he? And he probably wouldn't have come off if, we weren't, if it weren't such a tight game. Because um, Jürgen only made three subs, which was like three. It was obviously Trent, the Ox, and Kiter. Um, so he just brought his first teamers on, and um, we, which is what we needed. But Nico didn't do himself any harm either, did he? Absolutely not. So you can see he looks more confident on that side. And it's probably you'd probably say the same for anyone. You, you put a right footed player out at left back, or got left mid, or whatever. Back. They're, they're going to get dispossessed because. More times than not, they're going to try and put inside, and yeah. the defender's going to know that's happening. So, yeah, he did really well. Yeah, and just a little mention from Robbo that goal is world class. It's more than just a header, isn't it? Like, when he, when he first scored, I was like, wow. And then the more and more I've watched it back, and you've had all the different angles, how far away he was to get that height and dip. On a header. And a curl. And a curl. Phenomenal from a fullback. It's just, it's mad that we got him from a relegated club. Absolutely mad. And they got Kevin Stewart in exchange. Like, <laughs> They've had their pants pulled down there, haven't they? Yeah, I, just, I couldn't believe You still can't believe it now. Kevin, what's Kevin Stewart even doing? I don't think he's, I don't even think he's that whole anymore. If he is, he's not doing much. No, he's, he's not a... He's not making a name for himself, wherever he is, is he? Because he's away from him. No, not at all. Fabinho as well, um, against Burnley, he is the best in the world in that position, isn't he? 92% of his passes were successful. Um, got the assist for Robbo. With a, that that pass yeah, was picked out perfectly. Exactly perfect, yeah. Perfect. And he's, um, he was everywhere. He really is everywhere. They call him Gadget, don't they? Or something called yeah. Gadget. <laughs> and... Yeah, wherever wherever the ball is, he just seems to be there, and he's—I don't—I don't think he's been appreciated in the past as much for his uh, distribution, uh, you know, and his assists and stuff. Because yeah. he will just concentrate on his like defensive side of the game and his breaking of play. But going forward as well, he, he's got real quality. He is. He's unbelievable. I, I, it's hard. I'm excited to see the midfield for the next three games. To be honest, because. Fabinho is going to be nailed on till the end of the season now with Henderson being mm. injured. Um, but then it's like he's just going to experiment, isn't it, with with the rest of them? But what's your thoughts on Elliot? Because there's three games left and he's only got two appearances, so he needs to get minutes in the next three games, which are Arsenal, Chelsea, and Newcastle. It's just a bit they're mad, not, isn't it? Not, yeah, they're not games you'd expect your kids to be certainly not starting anyway. Um, yeah. And they're the games that you're looking at. We might be we might be chasing a game for a, you know for for the points. And he's not the player that you bring on for that. As as good as he is, he's not like an established first teamer that you that you bring on to to try and win you the game. And so he's um, he's got a bit of a mountain to climb. To be honest with <laughs> you, he needs to get that five appearances. Like yeah, definitely. It's it's just I can't understand why. In lesser games like Brighton and stuff, he didn't get come on because imagine how he, he only made three subs, did he against Burnley? Yeah, 
Imagine how demoralising it must be, though, for, for Elliot if he doesn't. I mean, obviously, Jürgen knows how to treat players, and I'm not, I'm not one to say he doesn't. Um, and I'm not one to, to go against what he's saying, but he's been in the, in the first team set up with Nico and Curtis pretty much all season now, hasn't he? Um, yeah. And obviously, Curtis Jones went to, a, went to Madrid around, and stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, if he's come in, he's been in the first team, he's played for academy games, he's trained with the first team. And yeah. imagine how demoralising that must be for him, knowing that Jones and Nico are going to get a medal and he isn't, even though he's been the same as them. Ultimately, because they've only got appearances now. Yeah, Elliot's only 17, Jones is 19, and Nico is um, 19 as well. Yeah, so he's probably he's probably been spoken to by Klopp about it, saying, look, you're almost there, or whatever, just... I don't know. I, I can understand that you'd probably be, as you say, I think demoralised is probably a good word, like, but I'm guessing that Klopp's man management will probably reassure him. Unless he is just going to come on. And, unless he... But he, and then that must... He might, it's it's one of them, isn't it? Because he could come on then three games and he could think, I've been saved for three of the big games. And then it could give him that ego boost. But then if he doesn't get minutes, if we're chasing games... Yeah, if he's, if he's not getting on against Burnley when we're, when we're looking for the win, you know what I mean? What's his chances against Arsenal and Chelsea? No disrespect to Burnley because they've been great, but they're not Chelsea and Arsenal hardly at the end of no. the day. Like, just uh, want to get your verdict on um, the course of arbitration for sports verdict on City, because now <laughs> that I mean we've won the league, we're sound, um, but in terms of European places, it would have been good to see like Wolves and that. Maybe getting Champions League, Sheffield United in the Europa League. Um, yeah. I know it would have pretty much guaranteed United getting Champions League football. It would have been nice to have seen City just be screwed over earlier and us be given cups that we should have won anyway. Um, but it's what's your opinion on it? I'll let you have an opinion um, before I get going. But um, first and first and foremost. Money talks, and that is for me. That's absolutely they've. Whether they've paid them off, or whether they've just managed to hire their most expensive, best lawyers to find the loopholes. I've I've heard one of the um, one of the reasons was something to do with it being too old. Five years ago, right? yeah. Yeah, it was five years ago. That's when that's when they're investigating them for. So yeah. How can how can you investigate them for something during a period, and then have it overturned because the evidence from that period is too old? Crazy, really, isn't it? Yeah, that, that, I mean that, that doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know the, the ins and outs of what they spent and bought and whatever, but it looks like they, for me, it looks like they spent more than they're getting in. I seen something, I can't find it now. Um the find I'll walk up on the screen about one of the people who was involved in it has got shares. One of the people who was involved in the decisions got shares with um Abu Dhabi or Emirates or something. Which is just bizarre. If, if I'm sure I can't even remember where I'm I'll try and find it while we're speaking. Um but I see it was something that he's got shares in it. Now, here it is. It turns out that the CIS arbitration board was Andrew McDougall, a Paris-based QC whose firm, White and Case, are listed on the legal 500 website as having Etihad Airways and a few Abu Dhabi government-owned businesses act as clients. So that's a conflict of interest right there, isn't it? He should not have been on that panel. Money talks, really, and it's... Yeah. It's sad. It's sad in the whole grand scheme of things, really. When you see teams like Berry and that, that have went bust as a club, and then you've got City's teams like City. A couple of miles away from Berry, isn't it? Yeah, literally a couple of miles, and then you've got them paying off millions of pounds to not be banned from the Champions League. And it, I only really want them to be banned to see if Pep stayed. 
Like I'm hoping he goes back to Barca just because I'm fed up of seeing him in the little baldy egghead in the league. But um, it's just, it's mad. It's it just shows the oil money is won really, and they've yeah, took I mean, they've was, took was, over football. I'm not surprised at all. Yeah, I think everyone wasn't surprised at all with it. But it was just more like it shows that the the oil money is won in football, and it's in terms of when you look at like the World Cup bids, when you look at like they've got the teams they've took over. I mean. The Manchester City brand, if you go on, if you have a look into it, they're owned by something called City Football Group, which is obviously the Dubai Prince's um, business. And they own major teams, so many teams. You In any little small league you can think of, they've got a team. They've got teams everywhere, and it's just all like similar badges and stuff. I imagine being a football fan. Someone coming to Liverpool and then they're being like different teams like Liverpool of Africa FC and stuff like that and Liverpool of this and Liverpool of that and it's just they've just made them into like the franchise, isn't it? Yeah, they've made the club a franchise and it's just like wow. Imagine if that was done to Liverpool and it it just does me head in really and it's just it is just ruining football and people are saying oh it's happened in France for years because France is such a bad league and PSG just just milk it because of the money and that's true. But that it's hit home a little bit more now, hasn't it, when it's come to the Premier League and you're just thinking like user just I just don't understand how money can do they that in football. I understand money talks, but then it's just a bit like why why haven't other like other football teams surely why didn't they be in line to sue now? If they if say for example United finish fifth which would be hysterical now because they wouldn't be able to get Champions League football. It'd be it'd be the best thing that can happen this season post Liverpool winning the league. However, wouldn't United have the lawyers themselves because United are one of the richest clubs in the world, and they'd have the mark the incentive of this is Manchester City who've done this to us. Why could why couldn't United get involved and then go to try and sue Man City because they've ultimately going to be losing out on on so much money by not playing in the Champions League and potentially could lose the best players. Yeah, it's, that's a tough one. I guess, the, I guess they probably have got lawyers there and if they think it's worth it, then absolutely they'll go for it. Um, but I don't, I don't know how it would be overturned again. The other way. Your wife can appeal it, can't they? They can appeal it back. Where City have appealed the decision. Your wife mm. can then appeal it back. <laughs> okay, okay. But well, then, obviously, as long as it drags out, as long as it drags out, they can still play in the Champions League. Um, mm. And if anything, now, I feel like it's going to give City the incentive to be like, right, we can go and win the Champions League now. They've tried to get a band from the competition. We're gonna go. Not only are we gonna play it next year, we're gonna go and win it. And to be honest with you, I wouldn't surprise me if City won the Champions League at all. Um, it gives them extra games to play, so they'll be they won't be as focused on the league next year, which is one small thing to come out of it. Um, but you're getting back to what you're saying before about like Paris in France, you know, situation in Spain. Um, Real Madrid got bailed out by the King years ago, didn't he? Yeah, um, Real Madrid are constantly getting draft like money. He bought the training ground for so many hundred million euros and give them it back. Um, they can also, in this is going back a couple of years, I'm sure it's still the same now. All the Spanish teams negotiate their own TV rights, so. Where in England the money gets split like in a sort of fair, even way. Yeah, it's in like a pot. Yeah, um, Barcelona and Real Madrid negotiate their own and get so much more than all the other clubs. Do they, yeah? Yeah, I mean, that was the case a couple of years ago. I'm pretty sure it's still the same. I don't know if anyone can correct me on that or whatever, but they they negotiate their own TV rights. That's mad. Which gives them an extra... Well, mind you, financial advantage. 
people say like about Liverpool, but that would is that coming to imagine yeah, if that, that coming to effect in England? I don't think we would get as much TV coverage as like United and that because although people say we're the media love child, we're really not. We're hated pretty much by most people anyway. Um, I think our games would be get the highest one of the highest broadcaster numbers. I think that situation would suit us club, but I I don't think I'd like to see it. I want all the teams to get a fair crack. Yeah, because if they, didn't, if they didn't get a fair crack, then teams like Bournemouth couldn't pay us silly money for big Dominic Solanke. <laughs> he scored... He got two. He got two goals. Yeah, Brendan Rodgers just fell apart. Fell apart at Leicester. They're probably not going to even go to Champions League football now, but Dominic, they were getting beat. They were winning Bournemouth 1-0, Leicester. Got beat 4-1. And I was just like, wow, what's up? And Dominic Solanke got two. I thought I was like, it was just the weirdest match you'll ever watch that game. Um, I hope you do stay up on with them. You score four at the weekend. Um, it wasn't for them. Um, oh, uh, Mikel Antonio. That's the fella, yeah. <laughs> All the bottom three, or bottom whatever it is, are doing well. Um, Villa won as well. Um. Southampton got a draw against United yesterday, which was a big result for them. Um, it's mad, really, to be honest. It's quite exciting down at the bottom. It's quite exciting to watch as well. Um, but yeah, we're we're going to face a mid-table team tomorrow. <laughs> it's mad, isn't it? Thinking of our, like Arsenal, genuinely are a mid-table team now. And it's crazy because they were so consistent under Wenger. So they were the team to beat. If you could get a result against Arsenal home or away in the past, you'd be like... Yeah, I used to hate them when he was in the um, hybrid and they had Thierry Henry and they had that maroon-coloured kit. Oh, That yeah. season. Oh, I hated them. Hated yeah, them. Thierry Henry was just on fire, wasn't he? He had um, best, Perez, best players to play in the Premier League. Campbell, Campbell, I think so, team. yeah. They just had an um, They had Vieira. Yeah. Fabregas. They had just crazy players and... Looking at them now, they've got David Lewis playing for them. You just think Thierry Henry, Tony Adams, Tony Adams must be looking at that team thinking, "I just give up with football to be honest with you," because you know he's he's the worst defender I think I've ever seen. He is. He really is. Um... Looking forward to that game. Well, t- on, touching on, on Arsenal, though, if they... It's going to be quite an interesting game, really, isn't it? Because when you look at it, if they do not qualify for the Europa League, uh, even the Europa League this year, and they finish, like, eighth where they are, will Aubameyang stay and not play Europe? Will he? Yeah. No. Will Lacazette? Will he? Yeah. Will Pepe? Will he? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They've, that's, their, that's their whole team. Xhaka. Danny Cabellos will probably go back to Real Madrid. I think he's only on loan and he's not going to stay and play not in Europe when his pairing club's Real Madrid. Even the keeper, to be fair, Bernard Leno, he could probably yeah. go to Spain and play in the Champions League or play in the Europa League like Sevilla or something if he wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Like It's going to be quite an interesting game. Yeah. And I, I guess some of them might have that in their contracts, might they? Because I know players have that sort of stuff wrote in. It's like a um, relegation release clause or... You know, that sort of thing, whereas they don't get in the Champions League, especially for the top clubs. Yeah. If you don't get to the Champions League, you have to accept an offer of X amounts for me. They've only they've only won twelve times a season this season, though, you know. Thirty five games. For, for, for a team like Arsenal, that's not enough. And people I mean I'm saying about a Bamiang, they've only scored they've scored fifty one goals and they're all from more or less him, aren't they? And it's just, it goes to show, like, how, how much they've declined. But I'm excited, to be honest for you. Like, last time we played Arsenal, um, was at the start of the season, wasn't it? Well, it was one of the first home games. Um, and I, because I, I went with one of my mates and was, it was, um, I, I remember beat goals the game. And every time we play Arsenal, I always have just have a little bit of a, just a bit of a nervous feeling. Um, 
be just because of how much I used to hate playing against them when we were younger and like when I was younger and watching them, they had they had them teams like the Henrys, not the Invincibles. They were they were world class and I remember going to that game and not feeling it. And it was like one of the first times I've ever been like, oh, it's only Arsenal. And I'm the same. Yeah. I'm the same now. And tomorrow I'm just gonna be sat there like, they're no better than Burnley. These, you know what I mean? Yeah. And the defenses, it's mouthwatering to think. Most Salah could probably become number one in the Golden Boot race alone. Play after playing against Dallas Luis tomorrow. Go it's uh, you can have a good go at them. All of them can. It's it's so strange, like you say. It's so weird to say, oh, it's only Arsenal. Because of, I think it's because of the scars that that Arsenal team had left on us. Yeah. And and they're just so bad now. And I've got a um, I've got a, a mate who's a Spurs fan who actually listens to this still. <laughs> um, so shout out Graham. Um, he'll be loving this because he hates Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Tottenham fans are sound. When I was in Madrid, um, I don't. I'm not one who's usually got on with Cockneys. Um, I've got a few friends who are from London. Um, who were the sound um but in terms of football fans i just don't like cockneys as football fans because the we always get a bad reputation when in truth they're a vet hell of a lot worse than us um but yeah we went so when i was going to madrid i was like thinking oh it's gonna it might be a bit of murder yeah close the cockneys and it was i was excited for it but i was just a bit like wow just mad. I just want to enjoy myself and watch the Champions League. Yeah, and it's it's been... been a lockdown, isn't it? Yeah, but, but then do you know what, Steve, right? They were some of the nicest people I've come across. And I think every single Liverpool fan you'd ask who went over to Madrid would say the same. They were absolutely spot on. And even when we won the Champions League, they were walking past shaking our hands saying fair play. These are unbelievable. These are an unbelievable team. And I think they just appreciated how good and how passionate we was because... I mean, you've you've everyone's seen the videos from, from the like the where Webster was on and stuff, and the, I can't even remember what it was called. That was like the Plaza Mayor too, or something yeah, stupid. Like that, yeah. To be honest, it, when you were there, it just looked like he was just in like a courtyard or a block of flats. It was quite <laughs> mad, um, because literally the young, it was a main road, and everyone was obviously jumping off the taxis there. And there was a supermarket across the road, um, and it was just it was unbelievable. But Tottenham fans, honestly. Because they were so sound, it added to the weekend. Because the, it was boss to see the Spanish police fuming that there was no trouble. Because they had, like, after we had won, it, people were jumping on bus stops, like, by um, they were like by the square where Webster played. Like, obviously, nothing was on. People jumping on bus stops, and like, the, the police all came with the riot shields and stuff. And Tottenham fans were just part of it, like, they weren't honestly. Yeah, I, I, I think the, the, the thing thing Tottenham fans and our fans, we've never really had that sort of. Bit of rivalry. Um, no, no reason so to hate them. Absolutely no reason no, to hate them. There's no like, there's no history between the fans, and on top of that, I think they were there to enjoy the day. Because for a lot, of, <laughs> like most of them, it's the only time in their lifetime. Certainly up to now, that's yeah. happened, and who knows when it happens again. But no disrespect for a club like Tottenham, who. They were trying to be big, but they're not quite there. So who knows if it's going to happen or when it's going to happen. So I think You've froze, I think, there, Steve. You've started to sound like a robot. Uh, I think we've lost them. Yeah, I can hear you. He's back. Okay, we're back. <laughs> but on that note, we'll get. We'll go, look forward to the Arsenal game tomorrow night. Um, one thing that is absolutely mad is they've only got 38% shot accuracy, you know. A front oh, three. Hello. Yeah, I'm a front three with a Bamiyang, Pepe and Lacazette. You'd think I'd have a better shot accuracy than 30. Well, 38%, sorry. Um, they've had 383 shots, only 144 of them are on target. Pretty disappointing. <laughs> All season, they've only created 45 big chances. Um, they've only had two pens, though. They're a team like us. They don't really seem to get to get many penalties. Um, but all the stats are just abysmal. The cross accuracy, right? They've had 653 crosses, and only 21% of them have been accurate. So... Um, I like it. 
But yeah, like, I'm excited, really. Our front three going up against their, their back line. Um, and then, I don't think their front three have got a chance against us uh, in, in, in our back line. Um, wow, our cross accuracy is only 20%. That's what I mean. You read these stats and you think, oh, that's not what he does. Wow. But compared to ours, what's our cross accuracy? 39%. So it's not that much of a difference, is it? <laughs> yeah, but we've got Mo Salah, who, who if, he's not, <laughs> if he's not in a good mood, he, he, he can use about 40 shots to that without without going anywhere. Um, we have hit the woodwork 15 times and we've created 81 big chances where they'd only created 40. So the numbers that matter, um, we are a lot, a lot better at them. And our defence stats are... Unbelievable. Uh, our discipline. May I add Arsenal's had 68 yellow cards. We've only had 36. Mm-hmm. We've only had one red card all season. I can't think who that was, though. We got sent off. Um, Alison against. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when he handballed the ball, yeah. So we're quite disciplined side, really, when you when you look, in, look back into the stats and stuff. Uh, we've had five penalties scored, um, which is. I wish we, I wish we got more of them. To be honest, people say Liverpool's a referee favourite. Did you see Gracchelis dive? No. Oh my god! So do you know the um, the game against United where Bruno Fernandes got the pen? That definitely was not a penalty. Oh, where he stood on there. Plus. Yeah. So <laughs> Jack Grealish literally got knocked in the ankle the other day and he dived like he was part of Swan Lake or so and he just went like that onto the floor and he just took the absolute piss out of um out of the referee really and the uh, out much He's of a... got massive legs and well by the way he's seen the size of his legs. Yeah. He's well class, you know. I forgot. I've asked you. I asked you the other week, didn't I? Would you, uh, yeah. would you have him at the club? And I like him, me. I do like him, which is mad because I'm not usually into Brummies, but he's, I like him. He's he's sound um, as a fussy player, to be honest. And yeah, we, it could be our five hundred and sixtieth win tomorrow. Five hundred and sixtieth win in the Premier League. Yeah. Um, or it could be our two hundred and fiftieth loss. We won't talk about that, though. That's not happening. <laughs> um, why do you think? Do you not think we'll win? The loss. Oh, the I loss. Think we're gonna win. We're not gonna lose. We're not gonna lose again this season. I hope not. I also could get our 410th clean sheet um, as well, which in the Premier League era, um, I think he's due a clean sheet, long overdue in his race for the for the. Golden Glove. Um, I'm not quite yeah. sure. I think he's still top, isn't he? Because Chef has Dean Anderson conceded. I can't remember. There was one or two games between them, wasn't there? Yeah, I'm just trying to think if Sheffield United conceded or kept a clean sheet even. You should be able to check that on you. Can't. I'm telling you, know Just when you when you go on the tables, it's just. Like the Premier League and Premier League too doesn't really go into players. Um, I think so. I have to keep moving around because the Wi-Fi I think's got a bit dodgy. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alison, this year, where's the clean sheet? Oh. I'm sure you can find graphics to throw on in a bit anyway. Um, yeah, I'll be able to throw it on. He's, um, he is on for it, I know that. He is on for the Golden Glove. Uh, he's had... Oh, I can do it here. 13 clean sheets he's had this season. Um, so it'll be his 14th. Yeah, I think that put him two ahead of Dean Anderson again if he got one tomorrow. Um, I can't see it though, you know. 
and you have to see us keeping clean sheets till the end. That's all. I don't care as long as we get the, the record, <laughs> to be honest. Um, I really couldn't care, but I just, I've just got this feeling that we're, we're not going to because we're just a bit shaky, which is mad. Carragher yeah. said it, didn't he, on Sky, that the only person who's come back f- from the lockdown still looks the same as Van Dijk. Like, the whole defence looks a bit shaky. They just, just took the foot off the gas, basically. And it's it's frustrating, but on the other hand, it's understandable. They've won the league, they've done it. So uh, That's what I was thinking. Like, is it more they weren't going to take the foot off the gas till they'd won the league? And they tried for two years and they literally have been relentless for two years, haven't they? The whole squad. There has been the same squad. We bought Minamino and Adrian. Um Yeah. So you can afford them a little a little drop off at the end, can't you? Yeah. Um but I don't like to see it. <laughs> we're getting greedy. We used to see us lose all the time under like Roger and that. And now we're getting a bit annoyed when players have a little bit of dip in form, but Rightfully so, they, they can take the foot off the gas, obviously. Um, they're, they're all world-class. They're all probably going to be ready to go again for next year. They probably are treating it as a pre-season, and rightfully so. Like, What else have we got to play for this year? We literally have nothing else to play for, just a record. Just personal accolade, isn't it? And, you know, like golden gloves, golden boots and that sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, I think they do want the point record because I want people to say, like... I think Klopp wants people to say in the... 2019-20 season, Liverpool won the Premier League with a record points total. Like I think he wants yeah. that. Um, but just touching on Klopp, a lot of people have been speaking about him and his future in recent days, which is understandable, really. Uh, he's not going anywhere for anyone listening who's just had an arse attack. Uh, he's, not, he's not going anywhere, but a lot of people have been discussing about his future post-Liverpool and bringing up his old interviews when he signed his contract and stuff. And I think people have just become hit with realisation in the sense of he will leave us one day. Yeah. And you see all videos from remember when Shankly retired from Liverpool. Um and you see videos of the kids in the street like shock going, Are you messing? And like getting upset <laughs> on that. I think they'll be replicated when Alison goes. Uh not Alison Jurgen goes. I think Alison because he's up on my screen, get away. Uh, <laughs> but yeah when Jurgen goes and it'll be a proper sad day when he actually does decide to depart and it's very well spoken of by I think he'll go in, in like in a good way as well. And like do you remember how the um, the Dortmund fans give him the send off and not many managers get that because nine times out of ten it looks like they're not good enough. So they just shipped out the door and the fans have got short memories of no matter how good they've been seasons before, you're only as good as you you know, your last game. Yeah. Um it's a, like when Rafa went, you knew it was the time. The time was right, and he's still yeah. obviously very well loved. Yeah, he's probably the only person who could probably go to Chelsea and still be loved. I mean, people are starting to forgive Torres now, but with mm. Jurgen, the fact that you probably know he's not going to manage club football again. If he does, maybe Mines, because he did say he wants to move back to Mines when he retires. Um, but he it's probably looking like he'll probably manage Germany. Um. There's a very reliable Bayern Munich journalist on Twitter who who said that the German national team won Klopp and Klopp wants the German national team, but only at the end of his contract. So it's looking like he will yeah. see his contract out to 2024, um, which is more like we just need to... Ab- I, I, do, I, I expect he would have been ours then for nine years, um, the longest he's ever been at a club. He is the best manager in the world and to spend his heyday at Liverpool is an honour. Really, to have him there, it's, it's an honour for him to be our manager. And we just got to enjoy the next four years, really, haven't we? Like, even, do you know what? Even if we didn't win anything for the next four years, he's made everyone's life unbelievable this year. He's, he's done what he said he would do um, in uh, was his first press interview uh, where he said, I'm going to turn to Amazon to believe us. Yeah, and he said, I'd buy City in four years from now with no yeah. silverware, then you can judge me. So, and five years from then, he's won. <laughs> five years from then he's won the Premier League the Champions League the Club World Cup and the Super Cup and um, we're all believers yeah it's so whatever he does now you, 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 you just can't have anything but good things to say about him unless he leaves us for like United or Chelsea then I don't think he ever he turned down United didn't he before like, nah, he's, 
that's never going to happen. Well, before he come to Liverpool, he uh, United offered him the managerial role, and his wife said to him, "It doesn't feel right," and he listened to her. And then when he yeah. come to Liverpool, he, he said that it felt right, and his wife felt it was right. And then after we won the Champions League last year, I think it was, he said he was wrong, and it, he said something around, along the lines of it being perfect, but it was in a lot more, it was more Klopp-esque, you know, where he describes things yeah. in exquisite detail. Uh, he basically said how perfect Liverpool is for him and his family, and you can see he loves it. I absolutely adore the the city. I think he's gonna probably going to be someone of, where you see Kenny Dagley still going to the games when he's retired and stuff, I think you will see Jürgen still support on Liverpool, and yeah. I just hope he gets on social media, to be honest. I think he'd be funny. Did you um, did you see what he's done for that Akin Fenworth from Yeah from Wickham? He was buzzing. He's a he's a massive red him, isn't he? Yeah, he's a massive, massive red. Um, I didn't watch the game. Um like, no, no, I and Klopp, I Klopp was I clocked on an interview on his press conference today, uh, and he asked him about it and he said when he was watching the game he was watching it in support of Ben Woodburn, obviously. Uh, ben yeah. Woodburn's at Oxford. He was like he said, but he was made up, and he said Achan Fenwick can come on the parade, hasn't he? Achan Fenwick's gonna be on the bus with the players. No way. <laughs> he said he's definitely invited to the parade for sure. Um, but good on him, you know. I, I was looking through Achan Fenwick's teams he's played for like the past few years. He was unemployed when he after his last game when Wimbledon didn't offer him a new deal. He went yeah, down to yeah. Wickham, and he did do. He's done the impossible. I'm sure when he joined them, nearly like League Two, um, and now the. In the, in the championship, championship. and I think he's 38 now Achan Fenwick so I think he'll probably he'll probably stay there for one more year do a season in the championship and and then go and um, retire and just yeah. be a Liverpool fan by the looks of it be beast mode I, I love him you know I, I like him he's so funny you know he's such a good guy you see yeah. him on, on social media and you see him on soccer AM and he's just funny isn't he you can imagine yeah. him being a boss to be around he, he's not going to have a a bad career after football either he'll be on all sports tv shows he's 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 likable yeah. by everyone isn't he? he's a funny person and um he says it how it is i like i proper proper mm. like him i think he's hysterical um <laughs> just before we could we touch on opinions and after the results on tomorrow's game just want to touch on something we discovered um <laughs> the other day Dejan Lovren. He says with tears in his eyes. Getting a new deal. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I'll let you... Oh what do you God, think? I'm, I'm lost for words. I really am lost for words. Like, Unless he's literally staying just for Mo Salah's morale. That's all I can think of that fella <laughs> being useful for to this team because he's useless. I don't want him. I'd honestly rather not have him and play Seth Vandenberg, who's probably worse because he's still a kid and developing. But I think that's I think Lauren saving grace is Klopp the way Klopp is. Like he won't go and buy just for the sake of it. He'll only buy the right player, and if the right player that he wants is not available right now to replace Lauren, then you can kind of understand why he's getting the new deal. Well, on the other hand, as a fan, you're looking at it going, really? Well, Fabinho could replace him, and Henderson could drop back. I'd go if like if there's injuries. Do you know what I mean? We we've got Fabinho who can play there, and he does a job there. Like he's not really neat. Gomez is a Joe Gomez. Obviously, if Trent got injured, Gomez can play right back, or Nico is there. Gomez is quite versatile. I think he could. Gomez probably do a job at left back as well because he's quite pacey and a full back to full back ultimately. Um, I don't think he wants too many like square pegs in round holes. He? he wants people playing in the best positions. So he shouldn't sacrifice a player because he can't play in a different position, I guess, obviously. Yeah. It's just I would sad. say Fabinho is probably better than Lovren at centre-back, but Fabinho is better than anyone else in the world in his preferred position, so I wouldn't take him away from there. But I literally, like, the minute I seen the news, I just seen it and was just like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I was I was absolutely devastated, to be honest with you. Like, I was I was properly heartbroken. Properly, properly heartbroken. Um, did you see as well the start of next season's title defence? Um, Liverpool could have 21,000 fans in Anfield. Just 21,000? Have you not... 
And you just like introduce them slowly? Uh, I'm, all I can imagine is it's going to be a gap in between every seat, potentially. Yeah, but imagine when we score. How many stewards are they going to have to stop people just jumping all over each other when we score? We'll probably have to wear masks as well, won't we? Because Bojo is going to come for out. Me, and... For me, it's all or not. I'm with the fans. Either let them all in or don't let any in. Because nah. Really 21,000 will be... Right, I'm going to divide opinion here now. Um, probably so people listening. But 21,000 people being allowed inside Anfield is probably season ticket holders. Roughly, I'd say. Um, maybe... For them to say tw- for it to be such an exact number, I do think it probably is how many season ticket holders we've got. Um, if if it's more season ticket holders, then it poses the question of how is it decided. Um, I think away fans can just well, they shouldn't even be considered. Do you know what I mean? They shouldn't be yeah, they shouldn't be travelling. You know. Uh, well, you can wear the masks now, Bojo said. We've got to wear a mask everywhere you go, 16 weeks too late. But, you know. Um, yeah, so, if it's purely season ticket holders, I am all for it. All for it. Um, purely because... Now, if my brother, for example, is listening, he'd be fuming. Because he has a he has a member's card, which has credits for every single game, every single season. He has not missed a game for years and years and years. And he is just as much as a loyal fan as season ticket holders yeah. uh, and quite a few season ticket holders use members cards and sell the season tickets whatever um but i'm not bothered about that because it helps me get tickets as well but um, it's twenty one thousand if just being season ticket holders more more than likely um because of travel restrictions and stuff like that um it will just be t- t- local like a local support and it'll be boss to see. It will be absolutely unbelievable to see 21,000 scouts in that stadium just having it large. Like, you know the... Season ticket holders, Yeah, there's a fair few. There is a fair few. Um, but then it's the age-old question of a lot of our fans who fly over and stuff like that and from Ireland and now how can they get over? Because I don't think they'll be wanting to fly and, and stuff now. Um so they probably would maybe sell it to like one of the scouts mates say, oh, you go for a few games and that. Um, but it'll be boss because I think the atmosphere will be world-class though, you know, because 21,000 fans would all have the same mindset of we need to make as much noise as we do with 50,000 fans. So they're going to be, and more at the core, that's probably going to be more scouts than than anything else. Um, and don't get me wrong, I have nothing against out-of-town fans. I have stuff against the out-of-town fans who come and sit and moan and slag all the players off for 90 minutes. Some of the people who I've sat next to this season, oh my God. Oh, I, Liverpool... Any fans, are... any fans who do that? Yeah, there's so many. And that's what... They're the ones who... Exactly, and they're the ones who... who like, I'm, that's what I mean. This is what I'm getting at with my point. It means fans like that who come in for the like just for the day out so to speak uh, and they don't come like week in week out and because they can't come and f- each for their own reasons and i'm not slagging them off but there'll be 20 the people who come and moan is what i'm getting at and that's what i don't like i don't like people mm. who moan do you know what I mean? <laughs> when we league champions we've been unbelievable all season like i've been at a game where mo salah scored and he's give the ball away like the next touch he's had and this fellow in front of me sat and slagged them off and you're just like are you mad <laughs> but like you just know 21,000 people the core of it's going to be scousers all ready to party because we've been locked in for so long and we've just you just know it's going to be boss and just to see fans back at football it'll be boss because I am I don't know about you but I'm sick and tired of this <clears throat> crowd noise yeah I'm absolutely sick and tired of it um, if I'm watching a match now where I can I'll just switch it over the channel with no crowd noise Um just, I mean, that, that was initially just so I could hear the players talking because I quite like hearing them, like, shouting to each other, especially Virgil. Yeah. Especially Virgil Vans, like, he's the absolute fellow and he's on the face. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know about you, I wish we could just switch the commentators off instead. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, I've, I've watched matches in, you know, Arabic and all them sort of channels and that. 
And you just know the talking crap anyway, so it doesn't really matter what language they're talking. Well, Cl- Clive Tilsley's been um, removed as number one commentator from ITV, which is mad. He's probably the best commentator out there, Clive Tilsley. They haven't announced it yet. Um, but I always think back to his commentary for the Istanbul final on ITV. Mm. I'll, I'll say, hello, hello. Here we go. <laughs> you know, like, he's, he's probably is the best commentator out there, and he's just been, I don't know who he's being replaced with, which is just, it's mad. Like, ITV Sports had a respect for me. Like, I, I from when I was watching it, like, the matches on ITV, I had a lot of respect because they had a decent commentator, and we, yeah. we didn't have Mark Manimum, who's a, an ex-red who slag doesn't, his absolute utmost best to slag us off. But anyway, uh, moving on to Sunday then, before we go, um, what score do you reckon? Um, 3-2 to us. I'd ask your team selection, but it's pretty much going to be full strength, isn't it? Full strength, yeah. Barring any injuries, I would go the, the, the 11 that you'd expect. I'd have Nico on the bench, I'd have Curtis on the bench, um, midfield, Henderson's out, isn't he? So I would say it'd be Fabinho, Cater and Genie. I reckon for the midfield three, the rest as, as expected. That's one thing I'll disagree with. I think the Ox will play because it's Arsenal. See, I think he won't because it's Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, we'll see. We'll see, won't we? I'm going to go with... 3-1. Yeah. can see them scoring, but can also see us putting a few past them. Like... I can see Mo Salah getting an Artrich. Be nice. He he was he must have known in that Burnley game that I had money on for on him for first goal. <laughs> it's just yeah, I just I just hope it hasn't knocked his confidence, you know, because when he has games like that, it does knock him sometimes, and I just hope it hasn't. I hope not. Because he's been world class, but anyway, yeah. Um, nice one for coming on as always, Steve. Um, hopefully. It's, Next time we speak as well, we're back on winning ways and not on a dull, boring one-one Sean Dyches. We did say though about that game, we playing Sean Dyche. So I know. I it says it all. Yeah, did improve it, but yeah, nice one for coming on as always, Steve. I like that, easy. Like that.